Welcome back. Good morning. Wake up. It is uh, oh. some ungodly hour in the morning. It is Championship Week Video Notebook Day number 12. The second to last episode of Championship Week Video Notebook. We almost made it, Griggs. Yeah, we have. An another crazy day. Uh, I'm Chad Sherwood. That's David Griggs. We may have one or two more people joining us late, but it is late, so we don't wait for people to join, on, join in. We just start and let them jump in later on, right? Yeah, we do. It's just sort of, uh, it, it, it's a low budget show. <laughs> it's very low, low budget. production value. Low, very Hopefully low budget. good information, but low. <laughs> uh, news and notes, real quick. Uh, three major, a lot of coaching uh, news. Uh, the three no, very notable ones Mike Anderson out of State Johns, Brian Gregory out of South Florida, Josh Pastner out of Georgia Tech. Any thoughts on any of those, Griggs? Uh, no, I mean, Rick Patino's, I think, being rumored for all three of them. So, uh, and Texas Tech as well. And, and Texas Tech. Yeah. yeah and then th there too. So, um, I don't know. And the thing is, Iona's still playing. We'll get to that here in a minute. Yes. Uh, if, yeah, if but he's being rumored for all four of them. Uh, he's, and he's, probably some that haven't even opened yet. He's kind of like like the way Rocco attends every game, it, Tino yeah. coaches every team. So, right. He might yeah, be Rocco, coaching three or four teams at a time. Yeah, Rocco Miller not with us tonight because uh, yeah, he was at four games tonight at uh, at once, all out in Vegas. So. Uh, let's get to the games that were played, and we'll start things off right here in the ACC. It was semifinal day with uh, Duke taking on Miami and Virginia Clemson and, and Greg Sorsel. The Duke Miami game. Uh, this felt like a high level, you know, like a Final Four almost caliber type of game. Honestly. Yeah, it really did, and I've got to give credit to, well, Joby, who had been big on Duke coming into this tournament. He picked them to win it, and it looks like that they might, uh, coincidentally going up against his who's. But I've been really impressed with how Duke's played in this tournament after sort of beating them up and being very, very critical for them until about the end of January. Uh, they're really coming on. They're really looking good. They're certainly in the tournament. I think they can win the ACC and go far, maybe not to the Final Four far, but further than what I would have ever guessed they would have been able to go in the NCAA tournament a few weeks ago. Uh, still like this Miami team, which is another reason why I'm so impressed well, with Duke. Well, you know, one of the big guys, Norchette Omier, went down with an injury in this game. Well, hopefully he will be okay, because if he's not, that could really hurt their tournament chances. Yeah, it really forward. does. Uh, Virginia absolutely clobbered Clemson, and uh, just when we were starting to think Clemson might be back in the bubble picture, I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to make it, but uh, we'll see. I don't night. either. There, A case can be made for them. They are on our board. We will discuss them. But if I'm guessing, I don't think we take them, and I don't think the real committee does either. Yeah, at Duke, Virginia tomorrow, I think it's, I mean, while it doesn't have really, I don't know that it's going to affect anything in terms of the density of play, yeah. in terms of seeding, it should be a great game. And yeah, it should they, be. both teams want this championship, obviously. They do. In the ACC tournament, it is one of those events. It is a tournament that they want to win. They still look at it as being the championship. And while it's not on par with the national championship, winning it, winning the Big East, some of the, there's some tournaments that are just sort of sacred cows, and this is one of them. Uh, it was also semifinal day in the Big 12, where you know, uh, despite how great these teams were, I, I still feel we have we got any great games at least yet in this entire tournament, really. Um, yeah, you know, I mean. Yeah, you know, Kansas kind of pulled away late. Uh, Texas kind of led the whole way, even though TC was always within striking distance, but never let him back in it. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had one of those just 
I don't want to say that we haven't had a high caliber game, but we haven't had one that was nip and tuck back and forth, multiple lead changes down to the wire. Like so many of the big 12 games we saw this season. Uh, maybe tomorrow though, Kansas, yeah, Texas. maybe tomorrow, Kansas, Texas. I, I really like this Texas team. I, I don't know where the real committee is with them. I think they, they can win tomorrow. Uh, and and if they do, I think they belong on the one line. I almost think they belong there already. I, I as you know from our deliberations tonight, I, I really think this Texas team is good. It's hard to say that a top ten team that's on the two line is perhaps being undervalued, but maybe Texas is. Uh, it was also semifinal day in the Pac-12, where uh, UCLA steamrolled Oregon and ended their dreams of stealing a bid. And then uh, the late game was a lot closer than that final score. Uh, you know, Arizona just kind of pulled away late in this one. But uh, yeah, we have we have the game that we really wanted in this conference tournament also, the top two seeds. Yeah, and, and just after a thrilling day of semifinal action in the uh, Pac-12 today, we get the game that we want. It, yeah, Arizona State was as close as four with less than 10 minutes to go, I, I want to say. But as you alluded to, Arizona just sort of blew it open late and wasn't even sweating at the end. Uh, the two best teams, the two protected seeds, perhaps the only two that are getting bids, although I kind of like this Arizona State profile, even though they lost today. They they have the win against Arizona earlier, and it may be enough to just have them beat out the rest of the bubble, but we'll see. Yeah, I'll pull the profile up here real quick because I agree with you. I think that when we do it with our mock committee tomorrow to our final voting, I'm going to push strongly for this Arizona State team to get in. Yeah. Uh, not so much the Sam Houston Bearcats are up there on the right. I think they're uh, on the bad side of the bubble, even though they. Uh, I, I, I gotta say, Chad, I only I don't see the profile. I just see the Pac-12 tournament. Oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that that's a little bit of a problem here. We're going to try to fix the screen share here again. Uh, <laughs> as, as our good friend John Sleek is joining us, let's see here. Can we now see this Arizona State profile as a yes, screen share reload? Yeah, there it is. Okay, yeah. there it is. And, and yeah. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. And Sam Houston, who is not uh, not going to be there. Uh, John Salika joining us. And, uh, John, I actually bypassed the Big East, hoping you'd jump in here. Let's go right back there. Uh, Big East tournament, it was semifinal day, and you are our Big East guy, and you're Xavier Musketeers, just like we predicted, one tonight. Not only one, but actually one pretty handily. They actually had the uh, third biggest blowout of the win tonight. Creighton seemed to revert to uh, the puppets uh, – vintage Creighton team where they were just turning the ball over 11 times in the first half, dug a 14-point hole going into halftime, and they never seemed to make the run that we suspected they would in the second half, and Xavier was actually able to rest their regulars even with a brief injury scare from Adam Kunkel, but looked like he was okay, and everyone should be good to go for the championship game against Marquette. Yeah, it was a great break. Yeah, you pointed out how poor Creighton played, but point out how well Xavier played. This was an awesome showing. It was certainly one of the best, def- certainly the best defensive effort that Xavier has had uh, so far this season, which has actually been pretty good for the past month and a half. And if not for an Ill- a game missed by illness for Des Claude, they could have easily won at Marquette as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, they that Marquette UConn game though that was Woo-hoo! a high that was a great game, Griggs. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Dave Dor- David Dorman joining us as well. But Griggs, first your thoughts of that Marquette UConn game? Uh, that, that it was you know UConn had the shot at the, at the end to win it even. 
It was, it was in crazy. I mean, high emotion, high level play on a neutral floor. It felt like an NCAA tournament game. In reality, the stakes were somewhat low outside of bragging rights for the Big East. I think both teams are in. I think they're both protected seeds, but it was just a highly emotional, highly intense, highly well-played game. And, um, you, you know, you got the feeling is that had they played for, for another, had they played for 100 minutes, it, the whole game would have been within a five-point window. Uh, Dorman, I think you're with us here. How about Marquette and Xavier tomorrow? I know it's probably not going to move the needle on either one of these teams uh, much, but uh, although Marquette might be playing for a two seed tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree uh, that it will be. I think it will matter for a seed. I think Marquette wins. Uh, they go. They do move up to the two line. Um, Xavier, um, even with the injury, they've looked uh, really good uh, since and. They will not be penalized for their injury of their big man, Fremantle. Um, great game. This should be up and down the court. Fantastic. Marquette's great on offense. I've said it all year. I love the way they move the ball. They love the way they score. Xavier and Sean Miller are going to try and lock them down on D. Right. Uh, it was also semifinal day in the Mountain West. We don't see the second score there. However, it was a 72-62 win by, uh, by Boise State. Utah State. By, I'm sorry. By Utah, Utah State. State over Boise State. Uh, Utah State going on to play San Diego State in the finals after San Diego State completely demolished Griggs' San Jose State team. It, um, was, it was a horrible, horrible – I mean, the game was stolen from them. <laughs> it was obviously not a fair game. Uh, but, but, we'd, but, yeah, this – you know, Boise State, a team that is going to be sweating on Sunday. I think that yeah. there's, this, there's room for them in the field still. Utah State – also could be sweating on Sunday if they don't win tomorrow, but uh, I like Utah State tomorrow. I do too. Yeah, Utah State was a team that was looking kind of iffy in the game tonight and a 19-4 run in the second half was what blew this game open and gives the Aggies at least a one more shot to get the auto bid and not have to sweat as much going into Sunday. Yeah, there are those two profiles. You know, Utah State lacking in the Tier 1 wins – Boise State a few bad losses on there, but uh, I, I, I think there's a pretty good chance we're going to see both teams in the tournament at this point. Um, I, I think I, Nevada ends up being the team left out from this conference. Yeah, this I, I can't guess the committee nearly as well as Rocco, and certainly not as well as Titel. And I know that when you when you evaluate a profile, there there's certainly profiles that we've seen that are better than this one. We've probably seen profiles like this get left out, but I just have a feeling that the committee is going to take Utah state. Well, we've got our, we've got Mike Chad joining us in here as well as we keep adding people in. Uh, we, we start right away though, because it's very late, but uh, Mike, you are our big 10 guy. The big 10 was our next conference up. So uh, your thoughts on it, it was quarterfinal day. Uh, maybe just, just give me your thoughts. How about the, how let's start with the top two games there with my record, Scarlet Knights giving Purdue a hell of an effort. And then the big upset of Ohio state winning again. Yeah, who would have thought that? Yeah, two double-digit uh, seeds uh, still remaining. Uh, yeah, Rutgers did give Purdue a heck of a game, uh, uh, but Purdue uh, they didn't shoot one for twenty-one in the second half, and uh, that enabled them to uh, to to win this game. Um, uh, you know, Zach Eady, what can you say? It's just uh, uh, just presents a, a huge matchup problem for most teams. Uh, but kudos to Rutgers. I think I think in my opinion, Rutgers has done enough. To make the tournament, if uh, it'll be 
one of the lowest they'll be like either a playing team or or an 11 seed uh one of the last teams with the bye um and then Ohio State uh they continue their run they beat Michigan State and uh but Ohio State's got to um get the automatic bid they have no chance for an at large they've got it's automatic or nothing else no, right. uh, and, 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 and then the night the nightcap here though uh Dorman the Penn State, I think they locked up their bid with their win over Northwestern, and then Indiana took care of Maryland. Penn State in with the victory. I am with you, Chad. Uh, I don't even think they'll have to be. I don't think they're even sent to Dayton. I think they're right into the main bracket. Incredibly high intensity, back and forth. It was a fantastic. It wasn't the prettiest of games. Overtime victory. Uh, Penn State had a shot with two seconds to go. Didn't go in. Uh, Northwestern heaved it off the backboard. We went to overtime. Penn State came out, hit a big three with about three minutes to go and didn't look back. Northwestern had a shot to tie it, did not go. Uh, Penn State, I agree, Chad, in the field. Right. Uh, Great. How about tomorrow's games? Purdue, Ohio State, Penn State, Indiana. Well, uh, uh, Purdue should clobber Ohio State, but Ohio State should have (laughs) lost several rounds ago. I, I like Purdue in that one, and I like Indiana. And uh, well, how much fun would that be, a Purdue-Indiana uh, Big Ten final leading into the selection show? As a I, Rutgers guy, I want the bid stealers going, which means let's get Ohio State out of this tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had – you had. I, I wanted to ask you that. I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt that. I did want to ask you, you had confirmed with the Big Ten, or was it the NCAA? No, it was the selection committee. Ohio State will not be selected even with the automatic bid. Is that correct, Chad? Well, y- yes, yes. Ohio State has no chance whatsoever. Um, okay. That, yeah. uh, we did confirm that because, you know, yeah. it is the late game and you uh, – so our friend, our friend Kyle Lamb, sorry, but SEC Stalika, we saw uh, Alabama thoroughly demolish Mississippi State, and then, and then Missouri with a uh, close but good win over Tennessee. Although it is it's still that shorthanded Tennessee team, it's the also the first time that Missouri has advanced to the uh, semifinals in the uh, SEC conference tournament. Vanderbilt is another team that we have. They have not gotten onto the at-large board yet, but they are getting very close now that they have a second win against uh, Kentucky that's now been added to a profile that has suddenly gotten red hot since the uh, beginning of uh, February. Yeah, they lose they lose Liam Robbins, and they're still here winning these games. And now you got two wins over Kentucky, one road, one neutral, the Tennessee home win. Uh, Mike, I'm kind of with him. I, I might be making, a, making our mock committee making a, a – Case, strong case tomorrow that Vanderbilt deserves an at-large bid spot if they can't, uh, even if they can't win Texas A&M, and especially if they can win Texas A&M tomorrow. Yeah, and and then when I took a closer look at Vanderbilt's resume, it's like you look at the, you know, the record against Quad One and then Quad Two, Quad Three. It's 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 pretty solid actually. I think people overlook that. Uh, I I think if they beat A&M, they definitely have a a great case to to receive an at-large bid. Yeah, and unlike it, teams like NC State and Clemson, their strength of schedule is actually a lot more respectable. It yeah, was, and, and and let's we do have to keep moving here though. But but real, I, quick, I did uh, want to point out one thing: the conference record is thirteen and seven. Like, uh, so I mean that that makes uh, it if, if you include the if you include the, the they, they do, they, yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do yeah they uh, do yeah I don't test. understand why their net rankings in the eighties. It should be a lot better than that. Well, it, it may go up after today after be, this yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, Texas A and M. Uh, also was down big early to Arkansas. Came all the way back and did get the win here. Uh, 
Uh, and Dorman, what about these two games tomorrow, though? Alabama, A and Alabama versus Missouri. Can Missouri pull the upset? And can Vandy keep it going and, uh, and beat A&M? I definitely think Vandy can beat uh, A&M the way Vandy's playing. Uh, they are red hot. They are a confident bunch. Stackhouse has them playing incredible, especially on the defensive end. I love the way they get down and guard. Yes, they can pull the upset against A&M. And I was slow on this Missouri team, but in the last four to six weeks, I bought in. They just really work you. I love the way they get in your face and they just make you earn everything. The problem is the defensive rebounding. If they can defensive board against Bama and Bama isn't playing volleyball on their offensive boards, they can stay in the game with Alabama tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, but Alabama was so good today. So I don't yeah, know. They did. Yeah, um, what, they were. They, they've woken up from their nap. Greg's of naps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Houston East Carolina actually was a close game at half, and then Houston Houston turned it on. Uh, Cincinnati uh, took care of Temple fairly easily. Oh, oh boy! Memphis yeah. struggled for a while with UCF, but found a way at the end. Probably the same thing for the Tulane win. But uh, your thoughts on these four American games today? Um, I, more than anything, uh, I, I'm kind of going to a team that isn't even anywhere close to the bubble. I was impressed with Cincinnati. Uh, how they just completely blew them out. I think Cincinnati's gotten incrementally better. If the season went until May or June, I think they'd be playing like a top 25 team by that point. <laughs> but it took them way too long to get to the point that they've gotten to, and it's the, their only way in it is to win this tournament. But I, I would not – Houston – seemed really disinterested today. If they come out like the disinterested tomorrow, Cincinnati might hang in there and might beat them. What yes. was amazing is it was 14 to 6 Temple in the early minutes of the game. The Owls hit 4 out of 5 from three-point range and apparently made Cincinnati very very angry. There was yeah. a 38-point swing afterwards. Uh, how about Tulane? Do they have a shot against Memphis tomorrow, Dorman, or do you think Memphis takes it into this championship game against the winner of Houston Cincinnati? No, I think Temple has a real chance tomorrow. Chance. Uh, Tulane. This was a, Tulane. Tulane. I'm sorry, yeah. sorry, Tulane. Um, this was a team a lot of us liked in the preseason. They didn't live up to it, but the last two three weeks they've been playing better. Memphis played around today there was chances they had to really blow this game open and end it for central florida and they never did they let central florida hang around they let tulane hang around tomorrow too much tulane can sneak up and beat them yep uh it was semifinal day in the big west uh mike we saw we saw a one seed go down uc irvine's on their way to the nit as cal state fullerton knocks them off and santa barbara survives a real tough game against riverside yeah, uh, this, this, uh, this tournament's uh, this tournament's usually wacky. You know, a lot of times the, the top seed doesn't always uh, go go all the way through, and uh, uh, this this year's no exception. Uh, Cal State Fullerton's. Uh, yeah, uh, we're having a problem with your audio, Mike. We can barely hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, a lot yeah, better. A lot better. Okay. I get maybe I was pressing the, uh, my phone too much against the computer. But anyway, yeah, uh, this 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 tournament's uh, wacky. A lot of times the top seed doesn't always pull, come through, and uh, Cal State Fullerton they they know how to do well in this tournament, and this year is no exception. Yeah, I do think that the Gauchos get this done tomorrow, though, Griggs. That 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 being yeah. the Fullerton team that uh, was able to just barely hold on there against Irvine. Yeah, um, I, I kind of like the Gauchos. They they've been my favorite team for most of the year. I I I actually picked Riverside to win this tournament. I thought they had really started to 
to play up to their level. So for Santa Barbara to go in and get the win today, I, I think they get it done tomorrow. And again, kind of a disappointing, probably seeming a little unfair way for the Eaters to end their season. God, they had a great season, just not enough to get themselves all the way inside the bubble. Uh, Conference USA, what an afternoon in Conference USA with a, <laughs> with a pair of crazy games which in which both Florida Atlantic and UAB jumped out to huge leads. Their opponents came storming back. Uh, Middle Tennessee had a shot there at the end after they – it was a – a three and a free throw and a missed free throw and another shot at the very end. And somehow FAU survived. Somehow UAB held effort 22 to two start against North Texas held them off as well. Um, and this is the conference though, Sleeka, where all of the bubble teams out there are praying for FAU tomorrow night. Is it not? <laughs> They're going to be praying for FAU, but I was also joking in our text thread that, could this be a three-bid conference, USA? Oh, Unfortunately, yes. North Texas couldn't really live up to their end of the bargain as far as getting some uh, notable out-of-conference wins. They certainly have had enough of a profile in Conference USA, I would think. Yeah, I don't think North Texas has any real shot in that large bid, although they well, are on our mock committee board. But uh, Well, but- look at how much better their two wins against UAB look now. Uh, look how – yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but th- but this FAU UAB game, uh, Dorman. Uh, uh, if FAU plays the way they played today, they're losing tomorrow. Yes, they are. They messed around too long. But uh, then again, so did UAB at the end of the game and let North Texas in. This is going to be a great, a, a fantastic final. Uh, now the pressure is on UAB. Is not the UAB is going to be playing like. Like they have to, they have to do this because if they lose, they're out. Florida Atlantic, I believe, is already in. They don't have that pressure so much. Sometimes when you don't have it, you just lay back a little more than normal. If UAB is playing like they need this to move on and play next weekend, they can certainly beat Florida Atlantic. Before I pull up the next bracket, I'm going to go over here and, and, and go to some standings uh, because I want to pull pull up the Metro Atlantic regular season standings <laughs> here and point out that 11th place team that finished dead last, six and 14 in conference during the regular season. Now, as we go back to our Metro Atlantic bracket, yes, there's that same Maris team in the championship game uh, against Iona. Uh, unbelievable. That, that this team found a way to win yet another game here, this time over you know, the 10 seed St. Peter's. And, but now they may run it, be running into the wall here, Griggs, with the Iona Gales who took care of Niagara. In their yeah, they took care of Niagara after being behind for a lot of the game. Um, I, I don't think Iona... It was, t- it was tied at halftime even there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't think Iona is going to trip up tomorrow because, I mean, th- that would be a legendary stumble. I mean, that's not stubbing your toes. That's shooting yourself in the face if you lose that game. But I, I, I think Iona I rolls. Know, but I like, don't know if we ever had a team that finished outright dead last in this conference win a conference tournament. I mean, I've, we've seen... Win a conference that, tournament? I, I remember one other occasion where a team got to the finals. I, 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 well, I, I remember the year that, that that Holy Cross won in the yeah. League, but they were the ninth, they not were the tenth place yeah. team. Yeah, not tenth. They were not dead, dead last. Yeah. Um, I remember Milwaukee making a run in the horizon to the finals when they were dead last, but they didn't win it, so... Right, um, that's, that's the one I was thinking of. I, I want to say Iowa did it once in the Big Ten tournament. Um... But but that was 20 years ago. Uh, uh, it was also semifinal day in the Mid American Conference. Sleeka, this is your 
your, your neck of the woods here. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a conference tournament, we, we always, every year, get tons of upsets. Uh, rarity of rarities, we got the two teams we wanted to see in the finals now, Toledo and Kent State. It was a good sign for Toledo because the semifinal round is usually where the Rockets tend to uh, slip up right here. Apparently, three, Ohio. Three years in a row, used, I think they did as one yeah, seed. Yeah. had used all their bullets against uh, Ball State the night before. And Kent State, they do avenge their loss against Akron last year in the MAC title game. And now they advance to face off against Toledo. Yeah, Toledo looking for their first NCAA tournament since uh, ancient Greece. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, what, do you, what do you think, Mike? What do you think? Who wins, Toledo or Kent State? Um, I want to go with the uh, Golden Flashes here. Okay, so you don't think Toledo – you think Toledo, even though they finally, as a one seed, got out of the – Get, got past the semifinals, they can't get all the way there still. Kent State's a two, you know, they're not they're not that far behind. Yep, yep. Uh, but if Toledo does win, Chad will be singing Rocket Man on tomorrow night's podcast. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This is gonna be a great Rocket. Game. Yeah. Yes. I, both these teams are good. Both these teams are good enough to win in the round of sixty four. I'm not saying yes. that they will, but but either one of them could. Uh, this is it, it's going to be an intense game. It's an emotional game. Toledo trying to get somewhere they haven't been really in my lifetime. So wow, another team so trying to get somewhere. Another team trying to get somewhere they haven't been in a very very long time is the is Howard who uh, took care of Maryland Eastern Shore. Kind of pulled away in the second half and and, and rolled in that that game. Uh, Norfolk State NC Central was the first really good game we had in the MEAC tournament where NC Central was able to hit a three at the buzzer, force OT, but Norfolk had enough to win it. Uh, but Dorman, that sets up Howard Norfolk State tomorrow night, kind of like the new kids in this conference versus the old guard in Norfolk State. Yes, the old guard has awoken. Um, we were looking at this team early in season and everyone thought this was the favorite in the conference. Uh, They didn't play great through conference, but now they're playing well. And you're right, Chad, the new guard, Howard, has taken over. uh, At least they ran the uh, regular season, took the first place seed here. This should be another fantastic game tomorrow. I'm going to lean towards Norfolk State with the experience, but this is a uh, coin flip also. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, Stalika in the SWAC. uh, uh, You know, let's go back couple nights here today. I think it was Tuesday night show and somebody on this podcast predicted Grambling to beat Texas Southern in the championship game. Uh, I might have to give myself a little pat on the back here because yeah. here's those I two mean, teams meeting tomorrow. Yes, I can recall predicting that. I I called this. I called Grambling and Southern, but not Grambling and uh, yeah. Texas Southern. And I'm not going to claim that I was uh, bleeped out right here. I'm still going to go with uh, my original pick of a Grambling right here, but obviously you can never count out Texas Southern in this tournament setting right here. Uh, Texas Southern just knows how to win. Win. I mean, they've got a great coach there in Johnny Jones, and 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 I. They were hurt all season, and I'm kind of half leaning that maybe I was wrong. Maybe they're going to actually beat, beat Grambling as well tomorrow. Grambling looking for their first ever NCAA tournament bid. Uh, Five thirty ESPNU here. Yeah, uh, they they were down to Jackson State had to come back to win that game. Chad, I'm with you. <laughs> I don't know how you called this, but I, I think I, I think my pick back in October, which I had long since abandoned, didn't stick with at all, uh, might get this done. To Texas Southern you know, didn't even qualify for this tournament. Only top eight out of 12 teams until the last day of the regular season uh, right. to even get into the field. Uh, I, 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 tell, I, I 
every now and then I get one right. I guess, you know, broken clock thing. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the conference of the night, oh, though. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, after oh, Grand wow. Canyon held on late for the surprising <laughs> upset over top seed Sam Houston, that which was a great game and a great win oh, by the Lopes, that didn't even matter because in the nightcap, after a close first half, Utah Valley came out the second half and was dominating Southern Utah, built up 23. a 23-point lead, and then decided not to play basketball anymore, decided not to even know how to shoot a free throw anymore, uh, and decided even when up three with eight seconds left to foul so they, so they don't lose the game, but they decided to foul the three to foul the team <laughs> while he was actually shooting the three-pointer that went in, and the free-throw gate gave Southern Utah the win. That's why you don't foul when you're up three. But, uh, Griggs, let me start with you. Thoughts on this insane Southern Utah um, win here? Well, you, you pretty much summed it up. It was stupefying. A 23-point comeback in the second half. It, it, it's the biggest comeback of all of championship week this year, at least, that I can remember. I, I can't remember ever seeing a game like this, and and I've seen a lot of games. Uh, Mark Madsen saw a game like this, but he was on the opposite end back in yeah. 1998 when uh, Rhode Island had what appeared to be an insurmountable lead in the Elite Eight against Stanford, and then they melted down, and look what yeah. Utah Valley did to honor yeah, their coach. Th- this yeah. was this was Tim Kloos. Blow- I mean, th- this was a Kloosing. It, it, it with <laughs> that's what this was, and it, I, I don't. We we haven't seen anything like this since Tim Clouse. I'll tell you what, what though, uh, Mike. We've got Grand Canyon and Southern Utah tomorrow. Well, you, I think that Southern Utah may not have anything left. I think they're so emotional. I, I think the Lopes are going to win this game tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree. It's, it's, it's uh, the emotional uh, nature for Southern Utah. Plus, they play the late uh, the later games. Uh, Grand Canyon played the earlier game, and that's an advantage. So. I'm so waiting for Grand Canyon for tomorrow or today, whatever. Yeah, well, it's going to be an eleven thirty start in that game, so that is the last game of Saturday uh, day Saturday. So they get a full day to rest. But uh, yeah. that a was shout out to former know. Centenary winner Southern Utah making it to the uh, championship game right here. I I, I, th- I, th- I think Grand Canyon's going to come out and be totally dominant and with and build up a twenty point lead <laughs> with about eight minutes to go, and then and lose, Southern lose Utah is going to win. Uh, it was also that that was it for today, actually, for all the games today. But uh, we have a couple conferences that have been off for a little while that are coming back, including the America East yes, tomorrow. Sir. It is 11 a.m. One of the first games to tip tomorrow. Uh, UMass Lowell at Vermont. Um, Griggs, I, I don't give Lowell much of a shot in this game. I think this might be okay. I don't either. Uh, Lowell's had a great season. They, they were one of the better stories, certainly under the radar stories, but also in college basketball, not a real rich history since transitioning up and, and had a fantastic year with, with some high watermarks, but to go on the road to Vermont and win at Vermont, uh, the last team that did that actually had a much easier time in the round of 64 against Virginia. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I, I don't, I think they would be a 16 seed if Lowell wins this, but I don't think they're going to, uh, I don't, I really just don't, don't see them winning it, but, it, but you know, yeah. great season for Lowell. Yeah. Uh, I think Lowell both- can stick around. Lowell can stick around. They've got a, a solid team. If they hit their jumpers outside early and can ease the crowd, because Burlington's going to be jumping. We know yeah, that. Will. Seen oh, this. yeah. They're but already if there. I'm sure the party has already started in the game. You know, they'll be ready for this 11 o'clock tip. But if UMass Lowell can knock down some early shots and take the pressure off themselves, they could stick around. 
it was it is also going to be semifinal day in the A10 Salika. VCU St. Louis Dayton Fordham through all these rounds we got the top four seeds through uh do the top two go through or do we maybe get an arch baron cup what where you, where you what's going to happen tomorrow I had initially picked the arch baron cup right here I wasn't sure if Fordham was going to able to uh survive or not but the entire borough of the Bronx is going to be filling the uh Barclays Center for Saturday and for once Dayton fans are going to be outnumbered so they're going to have to win what amounts to a road game in order to advance to the title game here. VCU, on the other hand, this was a team I initially thought wouldn't even make it to this round because I thought St. Bonaventure would upset them, but that never happened. So I'm going to go with uh, the Rams here to end up meeting the Rams. The Rams versus Rams. All Rams. Uh, yeah, Fordham's one of the best stories in college basketball this year. If you don't have a rooting in for in a rooting interest in this game, join Fordham Ram Nation. They haven't been good in since the Reagan administration, <laughs> and probably be before that. Fordham fans have been on board, and they are backing this team. I agree with Chad. Brooklyn will be rocking tomorrow with the Fordham Rams. I think the last NCAA tournament was in the late 70s. I think it was, before, like I said, before the Reagan Before Car. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me add one caveat to that. I think it was 1992 where I think they actually won the Metro Atlantic. But, unfortunately, or no, it was 1991. Unfortunately, they lost a playing game to a – St. Francis, PA. Right. So they did not make the NCAA tournament that year. Yeah, mm. but but okay. Wow. So, but but the, that there's our semifinals there, and oh, that's right. Warner's uh, backyard. Uh, for yeah. all for all we've been doing here, all these championships weeks, believe it or not, there is one conference that we have not yet even <laughs> taken a look at. Uh, this is our second to last show for the first time. The premiere of the Ivy League bracket going to be down. Going to be in Princeton here. Cornell versus Yale and Princeton Penn. Uh, Griggs, uh, what do you think about these two semifinals here? Because I think especially that Prince of Penn game is going to be a huge ton of fun. Uh, I don't care where you're playing the game. That, that's going to be a great game. Griggs, yeah, the, talk uh, about your alma mater here. Yeah, okay. So, well, I mean... I, uh, I don't see Clown College up there. Yeah, Princeton was my safety. <laughs> Princeton was my safety school. Uh, had I not yeah. gotten into the junior college that I eventually got thrown out of. Um, like... So I, the Ivy League was one of the – it's the most fun that I ever remember it being. Normally, it's a one- or a two-horse race. Uh, there were as many as – it came down. There were as many as six teams that were in the hunt for first place all the way to the very end in the playoff in the tournament came down to the last weekend. Uh, Cornell, who I thought at one time was heads and tails better than everybody else, barely made it in at all. Um, I – it's in Princeton. I like how Princeton was playing. Really, any of these four could win it. I, if you played it four times, I bet four different teams would win it. But I'm going to go with Princeton to win this. Princeton to win it. Uh, Salika, who wins this? I think Titel is going to be not a happy camper. and It's going to be a Princeton party this weekend. Princeton. Dorman, you going Princeton also? No, I'm going Yale. I'm with you on Yale. Mike, who's the tiebreaker? Yale, Princeton, or you want to go somewhere else? If it was a truly on a neutral court, I would go with Yale, but it's at Princeton, so I'm going with Princeton. Oh, no, no, no Cornell or Penn picks. Uh, uh, that completes it all for all the conference tournaments. Um, I guess it's time to move on to um, 
It says, oh, an update on our mock committee. Sleeka, you, you're, you're up here. Let me blow this up a little bit larger. But uh, go ahead. What, what, what happened today? Well, in fact, I had also posted the article just as uh, we had uh, gone on to the air right here. Now, one of the things that happened tonight is bids opened up in the ACC and uh, Pac-12, but that was actually after our uh, committee had finished meeting. So we did not nominate any uh, at lar additional at-large teams onto the board. So what we did instead was we began uh, seeding the top seven lines here since we didn't have enough at-large teams to do the full eight as we had originally planned. So the first group of eight teams you'll see there from Kansas down to Baylor. The second group of two, what, two seed lines would be Arizona down to Virginia, then Miami down to Kentucky, and then the seven seed line from Northwestern down to Michigan State was added. If you look on the board in the at-large, the four teams highlighted, Illinois, Iowa, Florida Atlantic, and Arkansas, those are going to be carryovers and more likely than not will probably end up either at the eight line or the top of the nine line. Right. And one, one important thing to note here is that this is not our final seed list, even for the top seven lines. That's subject to significant scrubbing. This is kind of the yeah. initial seed list here. Uh, but there, there we go. Uh, the four teams that are crossed off in red under consideration were our four carryovers from of potential at-large spots. As you can see, we do have three, at least three, and up to nine more at-large spots, depending on what happens uh, throughout the rest of the games tomorrow and even Sunday. Uh, so there, there's definitely going to be more teams added in here, uh, and we'll have another update tomorrow night. Uh, a Chad? Yeah. I can't read it. Should the Mountain West be added since it's a Utah State San Diego State final? No, no because Utah yeah, State has not, Utah State. Our, has not been put yeah. in our field yet. They're still. Oh, out, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Only if every team that's left alive is there. But I should also add that if we were to nominate Vanderbilt to the at-large board, that would also add a spot for the SEC. And SC, yeah, there's okay. there's ways that other spots open up besides just uh, the teams losing, but. Let's go to our survival board. This is a tool we do for the NCAA tournament committee where we track how many teams are left with a chance to make the, the tournament and how and whether whether the committee should be considering them for at-large bids or should have them locked in or should they just be auto-bid onlys. Yeah. Um, and heading into the day today, we had 115 teams left with a shot to make it. As a result of today's action, did we do it? Did we drop under 100? We did. Wow. 97 teams left. Despite yeah. Ohio State's best efforts. Yeah. Yeah. 97 <laughs> teams left. And if we go down here and scroll down, take a look, we can see their categories in various different ways. So, Griggs, if, I, if you're a committee member and you're coming to the board and you're trying to figure out whether or not UConn deserves an at-large bid, what does this board tell you? Oh, they do because they're in blue. Uh, the board tells the committee you have to take this team. Because they're it in lock and they're in blue. Yes, and, and the the internet works at the hotel so they can access this board. People are like, well, this board isn't in the room. It absolutely is. They have the internet. If, what if a committee member comes to this board and they're wondering whether or not Wichita State should be in the field? Uh, they shouldn't be. And a, a committee member, it's very conceivable that they would wonder, is Wichita State in the field, especially if it's a new member, especially you, you know if they've had too much ice cream. And that's a lot of what the committee does. They just eat a bunch of ice cream. But no, they shouldn't be. Because they're in red. And they're, yeah, because they're, they're in red, yeah. Uh, but now, what if a committee member is wondering about Oklahoma State? Uh, that would be the eighth team out of the Big 12. Uh, yeah. And they're, well, they're in a weird spot. They're in green. What does that mean? 
Well, it means that, that maybe they'll get in and maybe they won't. And it's just kind of up to the committee to decide. So when they see green, it means. So we're not doing all the work for them. Yeah, we're not doing all the work. Yeah, we're just doing most of it. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, like while they're eating ice cream, we're doing most of the work here for them. Uh, I guess that's everything for today, right, Griggs? No, no, I'm getting, I should have been left. I, I submit that I have gotten every one of these questions right, and I should have been let out a long time ago. Uh, okay. We are giving Griggs a chance to get out of the puppet bunker, which he is still safely locked away in. See, all the locks are still in place there. The chains are bolted, the combination codes in there and everything. Uh, but if you can guess both these these blind resumes, we're going to let you out, and I'm going to give you a very big clue here tonight again, Griggs. Oh, you're too um, nice. When, when, when we were looking earlier at our at our board, I'll, in fact, I'll pull it back up again over here. We're looking at our mock committee board. We have Centenary Installings Award winners. Those are teams yeah, that, are on our yeah. that are on our board. Uh, Griggs, uh, you, we have a Centenary Installings Award winner. The Centenary Installings Award winner here. Who is it? Which is which team is this? Oh, oh, yeah, we just saw it. it can we go back to the board one more uh, time? So, uh, you know, I shouldn't have even shown that screen because the uh, Centenary Award, the award we give at Hoops HD to the worst team in D1, Solace to the worst power conference team in D1. Yeah. But but can we go back to the board one more time? The the, the NCAA. Okay. The, this is my guess. Okay. I got it. I got it. Long Island. That, that is Louisville on the left and Long Island on the right. I got it. I got if it. If you got it right, then you are getting out. Let's find out. <laughs> Oregon State of Delaware State. Last what? year's uh... last year's centenary stallings. No, winner. you said that. <laughs> God, you said it was the Stallings and Centenary Award. They were last year. Close, but not quite. I thought you should have known it was a red flag once you saw two road wins from the uh, Centenary Award winner. Oh. Uh, that, no, let's go to final thoughts here and uh Stalika, why don't you start us off? Normally on uh, Saturdays, we usually get about 100 to 150 games, but with uh, Championship Week winding down, we are now down to uh, 23 games with uh, 10 semifinal games going on, along with uh, 13 championship games in which uh, auto bids are going to be handed out. So with the season winding down, we are just about two days away from our own equivalent of a Christmas with uh, Selection Sunday coming up. We are, yep. Uh Mike, any other final thoughts? Uh, uh, not. I mean, if you're a bubble team, you better hope Ohio State and uh, uh, Vanderbilt, for that matter, lose. I mean, you're, you're kind of sweating uh, for sure. But it, this is, you know, we're 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 right there, right smack in the middle of the best week of the of the college basketball season, and uh, uh, a lot more to come. Yeah, I, th I, th well, I think I think that even more than Vanderbilt, I think the the FAU game is the other big one. For oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Good yeah. point. Uh, Dorman. You're both stealing my points. Right. As we head to Saturday, through the uh, through all games Friday, let's talk about the bid thieves. We have five bid thieves alive and kicking. One, tomorrow in Conference USA, UAB is a thief because they're playing Florida Atlantic. If Florida Atlantic wins, they're in. They were already in. I believe they're safe as can be. UAB would secure a second bid for Conference USA. Moving to a semifinal, Ohio State in the Big Ten against Purdue. It's a semifinal. They need two more wins. Ohio State still a bid thief. 
to the American two bit thieves alive in the American because Houston and Memphis are our two teams that are getting in anyway. Cincinnati in a semi has Houston. Tulane has Memphis. If either of them win tomorrow, they'll be in the final Sunday and they'll be a bit thief alive. The last one is in the SEC. I'm not so sure, like Stalika said, that Bandy won't get voted in. But as of this moment, they're not. So they still are a bit thief in the SEC. They play A&M in a semi tomorrow. I'll throw one out there very, very marginally. You could argue Utah State is a bid thief still the Mountain West. I'm not. I'm. I'm not 100 percent certain that that they're in either. Um, although, I think they might be stealing Boise State's bid if they if they if they do steal a bid. So it might 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 be six of one, half dozen of the other. Uh, Greg, you want to finish this off here? Yeah. Um, as far as bid thieves go, in my take is the season's long enough and they play enough games and if unless especially for teams that are not in under the radar conferences if your bid gets stolen that's on you don't be mad at uab <laughs> don't be mad at UAB. The, the lesson <laughs> of the night is don't be mad at uab right, or, or, or cincinnati or whoever it is that ends up doing it yeah on that note, we will be back tomorrow night with the season finale of Championship Week Video Notebook. We'll finally be able after tomorrow night to get to sleep again. Uh, but on behalf of David Griggs, John Sleeka, Mike Cha, David Dorman, I'm Chad Sherwood. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you again one last time tomorrow night.